the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. An absolutely picture-perfect day here for the very first day of March. It's kind of weird. I guess when springtime finally does come, we'll kind of go, uh, yeah, we've already been there. We've done that. But it is fabulous. So uh, thanks for being with us here today. We have an excellent lineup for you today. And... Uh, Many um, wonderful, I would say, maybe some odd or unusual subjects to look forward to. We're going to talk about uh, the competition of pizza throwing. Kath talked about this um, a couple of days ago, that she she wants to throw pizza. She likes to have homemade pizza, but she has a trouble sort of spreading the pizza dough out. I'm just kind of bad at it, just to, like, come out and say the honest truth. Well, it, you know, you're doing it at home in your kitchen. So I, 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 When I did it on Friday, I, I can throw it back and forth, you know, between my hands, because yeah. that's what is suggested. Sure. But... There's no, the vertical, there's no vertical leap or anything that's right. happening. Well, I got a story for you that you're going to appreciate. And did you see somebody responded about your inability to get the pizza on and off the uh, the board? No. You said you should put cornmeal on that board. Oh, I, yeah. I heard that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's available. Just, yeah. <laughs> is it? It's out there. Yeah, it is. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's available. Mm-hmm, All right. So. Fine. Well, I'll look into it. I did a better job on Friday. Okay. When I made the pizza, I feel like, you know, I've made it now four or five times. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm in a better space. This time next month or two months. It's really good. Homemade pizza. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I buy the dough at Penn Mac in the Mm -hmm. strip. Yeah. I think it's $2.49. Is it frozen or fresh? Frozen. Okay. Um, I buy the Neapolitan. I think it's Mm $2.49. And I buy four of them at a time. And then I cook two at a time. You know what I mean? One for my husband, one for me. Mm Mm-hmm. And so for five bucks, and then you know sauce, sauce and whatever you want right. to put on it. I, I think it's a I think it's a good deal, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you it's way better than frozen pizza. I just it has Pro- to. I'm be. sure. Yeah, yeah. You make a good a good case for it. Yeah, I, I really think it. Ha- I, yeah. We could try it together here. Like we could flower up the surface. <laughs> yeah. The only problem is we've got a toaster oven yeah. back in the Word <laughs> okay. FM kitchen that that would limit our you know sort of. It really Our would. expertise to some degree, right? Yeah. You know, my niece has like a super fancy pizza oven. Oh. That like goes up to 10,000 degrees. Exactly. Right, right. Is it in her backyard or mm-hmm. is it in her house? Oh, no. It's in her backyard. Uh huh. Yeah, you can spend some money at a fancy pizza oven. For sure. That's a commitment. I mean, you really got to love your pizza. Yeah. And I don't have, I mean, first of all, I do love my pizza, but I don't have space for that. I don't have any place in my in the yard backyard. Where, no, that, that could go. Yeah, I don't have a nice. I mean, my yard. You have a nice size backyard. Well, it's not. Yeah, but I'm just going to put a pizza up in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, you know. I don't. Th- I think that's weird. <laughs> What's stopping you from being a pizza star? All right, we're going to have an excellent show for us today. Uh, we're going to talk a little gardening today. Yeah, uh, gardening with Doug. Uh-huh. Uh, Doug Oster will be with us in the five o'clock hour. Uh, we're going to do everything we have to do to get ready for the spring gardening season. Mm-hmm, okay, I look forward to that. 
Um, also, five things a pastor needs to go the distance. Dean Weaver will be with us. Okay. Uh, the spire at Heinz Chapel is going to be preserved and renovated. Holy heck, millions of dollars. Eleven and a half. That's a lot of cash for a spire, isn't it? Jeez. Okay, okay cool. Uh, five friendships to know about for Women's History Month, which starts today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do, you, do you observe Women's History Month on a regular basis? <laughs> <laughs> you do every darn day because you do the show with me. <laughs> I do, yes, I do. Well, growing up, of course, we had no idea that it was Women's History Month. I don't think it was Women's no, History Month when you were growing up. I wonder up. how fairly recent of a, a question. celebration it has become. Lexi, happy Women's History Month. Happy, yeah. Oh, thanks. Happy Women's History Aww. Month to you. Oh, that's I sweet. can feel the heartfelt love I between know. the two of you. I don't think we're taking it God seriously. But we are going to talk about five friendships today. We should oh, know that. Good. I think that'd be good. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'm ready. News stories for the day. Yep. Without fun. further ado, please, she's ready. Give us the top four at four. It's the first of March, for heaven's sake. I like it. And it's 72 it's degrees. so beautiful lovely. outside. Absolutely lovely. Number one. The CEO of Norfolk Southern, the rail company responsible for the East Palestine train derailment, has agreed to appear before a Senate committee mm. next week. Alan Shaw will appear. Um, in a statement, a spokesperson for Norfolk Southern said that Shaw told the committee that he will appear voluntarily and will share what he knows about the incident. Uh, the rail industry, he said, needs to learn as much as it can from East Palestine, as can the owners of the rail cars. A bipartisan group of senators introduced legislation today looking to regulate the railroad industry. Among the proposals are measures to enhance safety precautions for trains carrying hazardous material, like requiring that wheels of trains carrying these types of materials be scanned for heat every 10 miles. It's from ABC News. Number two. Eli Lilly will cut prices for some older insulins later this year and immediately give more patients access to a cap on the cost they pay to fill their prescriptions. The move was announced today and it promises critical relief to some people with diabetes who can face thousands of dollars, thousands in annual costs for insulin that they need in order to live. Lilly said it will cut the list prices for its most commonly prescribed insulin. Um, List prices are what a drug maker initially sets for a product and what people who have no insurance or plans with high deductibles are sometimes stuck paying. A Lilly spokesperson said that the current list price for a 10 milliliter vial is $274.70. That will fall, John, to $66. Excellent. Isn't it where the people with no insurance pay the highest prices for things? I know. Number three. The cherry trees in the nation's capital appear to be confused by the climate we are experiencing. They are going to appear earlier than expected. The National Park Service announced today that Washington's 3,700 cherry blossom trees will reach peak bloom this year, March 22nd to 25th, Mm. which is several days earlier than observers and experts had expected. There was a week in February where it hit 81 degrees at the nation's capital, and that it briefly snowed two days later. Wow. The cherry blossoms date back 111 years to the original 1912 gift of 3,000 trees from the mayor of what city? San Francisco. Wrong. St. Louis. Wrong. Fort Myers. <laughs> Brooklyn. Tokyo. <laughs> Boy, are you bad at this game? <laughs> I mean, you should have caught and me. Num- and number four, I've got a weird animal story for you. Okay. 
A 2012 trip to a Fayette, Arkansas Walmart to pick up some milk turned out to be one for the history books. A giant bug that stopped a scientist in his tracks as he walked into the store. He ended up taking it home. It turned out to be a rare Jurassic era flying insect. And that is your top four. four. What do you mean? Can you believe that? No. He said he was walking into Walmart in 2012 to get milk, and he saw this huge insect on the side of the building. I put it in my hand. I did the rest of my shopping with it between my fingers. I got home, mounted it, and promptly forgot about it for a decade. What do you mean, mounted it? It was dead? It was dead. It was dead. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. So there's there's a dead bug on the side of a Walmart. Right. And because he's a scientist, he's like... Yeah, sure. You know? Okay. Anyway... Uh, he said, it looks like a fragile drab damselfly with an elongated body. But in the fall of 2020, he was teaching an online course, and he was showing students the bug, and he suddenly realized it wasn't what he originally thought. Cool. And uh, the bug's wingspan is two inches. He said, it was so gratifying to know that this animal is not, animal, insect, is not lost. Wait, so it's a prehistoric insect mm-hmm. that somehow it's a giant lace wing once found across the entire continent but by 1950 the insect uh, had been uh, destroyed in the eastern part of north america thought to be extinct and they're not sure what happened to it some theorizing it may have disappeared because of increasing light pollution or a new predator maybe even that there were new earthworms that changed the soil's composition and they couldn't live anymore mm. anyway the discovery of the specimen represents a new state record in the first specimen recorded in eastern north america in over 50 years it could have been john a hundred years since it was even in the area what's it called uh it's a uh, giant lace wing mm-hmm. hope it's not like a stink bug right it's not a stink bug well you know it, all of a sudden wingspan isn't two inches but all of a sudden like they showed up and then it was like they took over the you know the inside of your house there for a while well you can have a nightmare about it now maybe also pit plays notre dame tonight you hey, know, if they pit. win they'll uh win the regular season acc championship we'll talk <laughs> about marriage <laughs> next it's the ride home The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Phil Wickham. This is our God. First Things First by Consumed by Fire. First Things First. And You Will Be Found by Natalie Grant and Corey Asbury. You Will Be Found. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major 
investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com Marriage is hard, is it not? Yes. If you've been married for... Any length of time. A day or 70 years. Mm -hmm. The truth is that marriage is hard. Dorothy Littell Greco is back with us. She's a writer, a speaker, a marriage coach, author of Making Marriage Beautiful and Marriage in the Middle, Embracing Midlife Surprises. Uh, Dorothy, please help us, save us, give us some wisdom. (laughs) It's good to be with both of you and with your listeners. So I thought what I'd share briefly about today is what does it look like to create um, a mutually fulfilling marriage where both partners thrive, which I believe is what God longs for in all of our marriage. Um, So if I could quickly just define my terms, when I say mutually fulfilling and thriving, what I mean is that over the life of the marriage, both the wife and the husband are experiencing companionship, joy, and love in the context of their marriage. And it's a marriage where both partners are growing individually while they're growing closer to each other and to God. Mm. Um, So how do we get there, right? So both of my books talk about this in depth, but I'll offer a Cliff Notes version here. And obviously, um, you know, feel free to chime in. So I'll just go through the five five points real quickly and then expound on them a little bit. So one is that we want to have one is that we want to have a growth mindset. Two is that we want to be intentional. Three is that we want to willingly sacrifice for each other. Four is that we um, prioritize communicating honestly, and that would include confession and forgiveness. And then five is that we need to discover and pursue a sense of purpose for our marriages. Mm, those are so, excellent. Now, yeah, so let me just dive into um, into them a little bit more deeply. And, of course, you know, ask questions or give me feedback if you want while, okay. as I'm going through. Um so first, having a growth mindset. So several years ago, Christopher, my husband, and I did a half-day workshop at a church um, near us here in Boston. And during the lunch break, I sat down with them, a couple who was older. And um, as I was chatting with them, what I learned is that it was actually their 50th anniversary that weekend. Wow. Hmm. 
So I was sort of shocked and said, you know, essentially something along the lines of, why on earth did you come here? You could probably be teaching this workshop. And the husband said, you know, when I heard about what was happening, I turned to my wife and I said, let's go. There's always more for us to learn. Wow. And I just thought, like, I almost started crying because I thought, gosh, that's the kind of person I want to be when I'm in my 80s, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. I, want, I want to feel like there's always more for, for me to learn. And, you know, as researchers learn about brain plasticity, what they're seeing is that our brains can continue to form new neural pathways throughout our entire lives, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. that the adage, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, is actually wrong, um, God created us to grow and mature, so we should never assume we're done growing and never assume that we're done learning about each other. I love it. And, you know, let me state the obvious, which I'm sure the two of you would agree with me on, is that foundational change is really slow. It's not something that happens mm-hmm. as quickly as we wish. Mm-hmm. And there are limits to how much we can change some things, like our personalities. You know, no matter how much my husband might want me to become as extroverted as he is, I- I'm never going to be. Mm-hmm. But over the course of our marriage, I have learned to be more verbal and to be more willing to talk about difficult things. Mm-hmm. So that's a very, very specific change. I love then number, number two, intentionality. So we can't become proficient at anything, whether it's an engineer, an artist, an athlete, or a radio host, without devoting time and energy to the specific discipline. And likewise, we cannot expect our marriages to become strong and healthy without exerting time and effort. And I mean for the entirety of our marriage, like not just the first few years. Some seasons will require more work and more intentionality than others, which means that we always have to be paying attention and tracking how are things going, because there are some seasons when we need to really hit the pause Mm -hmm. button and um, figure out, you know, what's what's broken, what's not working and how can we address that? Let me interrupt you for a yeah. minute, Dorothy, sure. because the glaring question I have in my head is I'm sure there are people listening to the show who would like to invest that intentionality, but don't feel like their partner is willing to do the same. Right. It's lopsided. Yeah. And obviously this works much better when both partners are equally invested. But even if your partner is, you know, I don't want to say checked out, but maybe not as interested in growing as you are. If you continue to grow, that's going to change the dynamic. And oftentimes mm-hmm. when the dynamic changes, that provides, uh, you know, an inspiration or an opening for the other person to say, oh, okay, maybe there's something to this. Mm, that's good. Don't get left yeah, behind. So, yeah, right. That's a great question, Kathy. Thank you. And number three is that we need to willingly sacrifice for each other. You know, and I would point people to Philippians 2, because I think it articulates this concept beautifully. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. So most of us in the context of a relationship make sacrifices for each other every day. And most of these sacrifices are incidental, right? The husband takes the kids to school so that the wife can sleep in after a night shift, or she mows the lawn because he has horrible allergies. And then there's certain seasons where the sacrifices are much more consequential and require a much greater sacrifice. Um, About 15 years ago, Christopher decided that he wanted to get his master's in family counseling. And this was at a time where I already felt like I am so maxed out that I can't imagine you doing something else that requires more of me. Mm. Um, And not only did that mean that I had to carry more of the family workload, but I had to be okay with his being focused on school most evening. And that was, that was really hard. Um, 
Conversely, I've had chronic health issues for 22 years, which has really limited my ability to work and therefore my earning potential. And because of that, Christopher has had to take on a second job for the last 10 years to compensate. So, you know, we've both had to make some serious sacrifices during the course of our 32-year marriage. And sacrificing doesn't have to feel like drudgery. It can actually be a way for us to really love our spouse well. Um, Sometimes sacrificing is easy but it's not always easy and it can get really old. Um, just as you mentioned, Kathy, about, you know, one spouse not being right. intentional. Um, if one person is doing all the sacrificing, that is really difficult. Um, and I think that that sort of thing is, is what I would encourage people to consider doing marriage therapy or counseling for to see like what's going on here and how can we make this more equitable? Mm, that's good. Wow. Uh, Dorothy, hold on for a minute. Yeah. We're talking to Dorothy sure. Littell Greco. Uh, I want to recommend her book called Making Marriage Beautiful and also Marriage in the Middle, Embracing Midlife Surprises. Um, Dorothy's talking about what it takes to create or sustain a mutually fulfilling marriage. And by mutually, we're talking about both parties. Um, but like I mm-hmm. said earlier, um, if only one of you, you know, you're the only one listening and you're thinking, well, my wife doesn't care about this or my husband doesn't care about this. Um, I think Dorothy made a good point that we can still grow as individuals and then kind of see how that uh, affects the dynamic. Okay, Dorothy, um, pick up where you left off. Sure. Number four is that we need to prioritize communicating honestly, and I would include in that regular confession and forgiveness. Mm. So we can only be fully loved by another person if they fully know us, and therefore we can't keep secrets from each other. Um, you know, I'm not suggesting that we share every single thought that comes through our mind because some things are truly left, better left unsaid, but I think that regular ongoing confession of sin should be part of every Christian marriage. And we need to confess the overt sins, you know, like cheating on our taxes or watching pornography. But I also think it's really important that we confess the quieter sins that can go undetected, like lying or bitterness or coveting. Um, And then regarding forgiveness, you know, Matthew 6.15 reads, but if you refuse to forgive others, your Father in heaven will refuse to forgive your sins. So it's pretty clear what the mandate is. And it doesn't seem like there's any exceptions. Now, forgiving doesn't mean that we live without boundaries, right? If somebody's in an abusive or dangerous marriage, they should probably leave and find a safe place. Mm-hmm. But even in that extreme case, God calls us to forgive. Um, when Christopher and I do workshops, it's not uncommon for someone to ask, how do I know if I'm finished forgiving? I think that some indicators on forgiveness would include, are you withdrawing or are you fully present with your spouse? Are you interested in pursuing intimacy, sexual intimacy, or are you, you know, finding reasons why you don't want to? Are you being sarcastic? Um, Paying attention to your inner monologue for me is always the big thing. Like if I listen to the the conversation I'm having with myself and I'm saying very unkind things or uncharitable things about my husband, probably what that's pointing to is um, some unforgiveness that I haven't worked through. That's good. Yeah. And if it's, you know, we're talking about a big thing like betrayal or infidelity, forgiveness is a process, right? It's not going to happen just by saying a one time I forgive you. It's going to take counseling. It's going to take many, many conversations. Um, But even in that space, we really need to be willing to move towards forgiveness. Excellent. So then all all these things, Dorothy, the growth mindset, the intentionality, the mutual sacrifice and respect, the ongoing honest communication, those all feed into your final point, which is the sense of purpose. That's right. And the the term that I used to talk about this in marriage in the middle is telos, right? And it's essentially, it means like an end goal or an intentional process. It's like a guiding purpose that we have. 
So you might want to think about where do the two of you feel the most alive or the most together? What activity, and I'm, you know, excluding sex from this, makes you feel connected and joyful? And one component of our telos should always be service because every couple is unique. Every couple has a unique way that they're going to serve the people around them. And I don't know whether the two of you have experienced this in your marriage, but it feels like um, it, it can be very easy for us to drift apart as we age. And so we need to be really intentional about finding ways to stay connected. And service can be one of those ways. Yeah. So not long after Christopher and I moved into our current home, um, we were reading through the uh, Jesus' list on Matthew 25, which I'm sure everybody is familiar with, right? For I was hungry and you fed me, I was thirsty and you gave me drink. And then it ends with, I was in prison and you visited me. And we both thought, like simultaneously, we are not visiting people in prison. And there are two prisons within 10 miles of our house. Wow. So it took a couple years for us to figure out how to pull this off. But now we do a regular chapel service in um, a men's security prison. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like this doesn't really touch their deepest needs, but it does show them that they've not been forgotten. Um, so, you know, and it's not limited to formal church settings. If you love being hospitable, you invite neighbors over for dinner on a regular basis. If you've been married for more than five years, invite a younger couple over and mentor them and let them know you can ask us anything you want. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister and her husband regularly volunteer um, at a Habitat for Humanity building project. Oh, yeah. So there's tremendous needs out there. And when we serve side by side, it not only binds us, but it helps to put our problems and our frustrations in perspective. That's Dorothy so, Littell Greco. Check out two of her books. Sorry to have to interrupt you, Dorothy. Uh, Making Marriage Beautiful and Marriage in the Middle, Embracing Midlife Surprises, Challenges and Joys. So, Dorothy, all these things. You're talking about a deep intentionality of purpose that both the Mm -hmm. husband and the wife have to be engaged in to make a successful and flourishing marriage. That's correct, yes. That's good. Dorothy, that's an awful lot. Uh, Listen, we look forward to future (laughs) visits from you. This is good stuff. It really is excellent. So we appreciate your time here to lay all these things out for us. Oh, thank you for having me on. Our pleasure. Dorothy Littell Greco. You can check her out online or look for one of her books where you get your books, Making Marriage Beautiful. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. 
Every day is a great day to play around. And all about golf in Butler. The new Ping lineup is here. Stop by the Pro Shop and check out the all-new line of Ping putters and get newly reduced deals on Ping G425s for a limited time while supplies last. All about golf bays equipped with top tracer technology are open year-round. 828 daily, rain or shine. Plus lessons for every age and skill level to help you master your game. All about golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play. Visit allaboutgolfpa.com. This spring, join Danny Gokey, Jordan Feliz, and Blanca on the Jesus People Tour, heading to your city. Join Danny, Jordan, and Blanca in Moon Township, Pennsylvania at Impact Christian Church on Thursday, March 23rd. That's Moon Township, Pennsylvania on March 23rd. The Jesus People Tour, live in your city. More information at TransparentProductions.com. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want to the right call, doing it right. 724 New Roof. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Mr. Rogers says look for the helpers. Can always find people who are helping. Thank you to all the first responders who put their lives in danger to help us when my brothers and sisters need them. We look out for the helpers because they look out for us. Learn how you can help first responders by texting BRAVE to 24365. A couple of evening showers and a thunderstorm. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 45. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 57. Increasing clouds tomorrow night with a low of 34. Increasingly windy Friday with occasional rain will reach a high Friday of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. There's an iconic photograph of Ella Fitzgerald and Marilyn Monroe in 1944 at a, uh, a nightclub in Hollywood. And uh, it, it got us to thinking about... Um, Friendships of of celebrities and specifically women. You know, I, Kath said this earlier. Well, today's national or it's t- a, it's the a, month of it's it's a Women's History Month. Women's History Month. Okay, so uh, there's an article in today's Washington Post about people who are well known who form these friendships. Now, Marilyn Monroe and Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, this is interesting because before Marilyn Monroe ever became a friend of Ella Fitzgerald, she was like a lot of people at the time a fan, and so like other iconic stars of the fifties. Uh, Marilyn Monroe uh, turned to the the queen of jazz whenever she felt down or troubled. Um, so Marilyn greatly admired Ella, so much so that Marilyn's singing, they're saying, is kind of based upon how she thought Ella sang, sang things. Um, I'm not sure if you could find the roots of that, but, you know, I mean, yeah. Marilyn famously singing to JFK. I hate that so right? much. I just despise that. Okay, so here's the deal. A key event in their friendship occurred in 1955 in Los Angeles. Ella Fitzgerald often played large concert halls with big bands. However, the weird thing is she struggled to land nightclub gigs. So um, a, a popular venue, it was called Mocambo. 
in L.A. would not book Ella Fitzgerald. This is 1955. Is that right? Because of her color? Yep. So Marilyn Monroe stepped in and she told the club owners that if they booked Ella Fitzgerald for 10 consecutive days, that she, Marilyn Monroe, would show up every night with her celebrity friends. Oh. And that's exactly what happened. Judy Garland showed up. Jimmy Stewart showed up. And through that friendship, of course, uh, this nightclub was booked solid. That barrier went down and other nightclub owners were like, what, are we crazy? Why would we not want to have Ella Fitzgerald in our nightclub? Yeah, That's like Frank Sinatra with Sammy Davis. Yeah, kind of the same way, right? Like, if you want me, sorry, but we're all coming together. Frida Kahlo, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The artist in George O'Keefe. Frida Kahlo came to America in 1930s. She was a 23-year-old budding artist, and she was trying to figure out uh, herself as an artist, and she was also the wife of uh, Diego Rivera, Mm -hmm. the well-known muralist. Um, Now, Georgia O'Keeffe, 44 at the time, she was married to photographer Alfred Stieglitz. Both these men were notorious philanderers. They both, during their marriage, were known to have multiple affairs. Now, of course, both the 23-year-old and the 44-year-old George O'Keefe and Frida Kahlo knew this. And when they met at a gallery in New York City, they found each other on the floor and quickly discovered this sort of open secret. Really? Yep. And it was that thing, their husband's infidelities, and, of course, their artistic bent that drew them together for a lifelong friendship. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, fascinating, isn't it? Sorry about their loser husbands. Yeah. Okay, Eleanor Roosevelt and Polly Murray. Who's Polly Murray? Polly Murray, uh, she was an activist and a legal scholar. And uh, she was a firebrand liberalist. Um, she was also, in many ways, frustrated by, of course, the South's racial segregation. And uh, she wrote letters to Eleanor Roosevelt asking for help. And Ellen Roosevelt, of course, she was a prolific letter writer. This sparked a long back and forth. Some would say um, hundreds, if not thousands of letters between the two. Really? And they didn't meet until years later. But so this, this woman, Polly. With Polly her, Murray. She's a woman of color. Yes. And Eleanor Roosevelt, yep. her husband's president, when this is going on. Yep, back and forth, back and forth, hundreds if not thousands of wow. letters. And they didn't meet until later on after, you know, this established friendship had gone on. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it changed both their lives and in many ways changed the the conjecture of uh, racial equality here in the United States. Because, of course, FDR and the work that he did, informed by his wife, Eleanor Roosevelt. How about that? Mm-hmm. Look, if you want more information about these stories and some other ones that we couldn't get to, uh, check out the Washington Post today. Yeah, great photographs as well. Okay, what's coming up next? Coming up next, the 10 worst-paying college majors five years after graduation. We'll talk about that coming up next. 101.5 WORD. In an age of diversity and political correctness, we're told that we shouldn't criticize anyone else's religious beliefs no matter what. So where does that leave Bible-believing Christians? Should we stay silent when someone's views about salvation don't square with what the Bible teaches? John MacArthur addresses that question as he continues his study, Delivered by God, on Grace to You. This is John MacArthur inviting you to listen to Grace to You every weekday morning at 7 a.m. on 101.5 Word FM. 
doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest-tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. That's 724-NEW-ROOF. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? When I went to college, yes. the big concern that my parents had, because I had decided I wanted to go to Ithaca um, or Ohio University. They both had good broadcasting programs. But my mother was a uh, an employee of the University of Pittsburgh. So at that time, and I think it's still the same now, I could go to school for free. Really? I don't think I it's went free anymore. I think it's reduced. I think it's still free for undergrad. Really? But I could be, anyway. But that's the way it was at that time. Major bonus. Major bonus. And so I remember my dad driving me to the mm-hmm. top of uh, Pitt Stadium, which yeah. no longer exists. And looking down at the stadium and him saying, okay, here's the thing. I know you, you love sports and Pitt has great sports. You know, you could go to school here for four years and you could see football games. You could go to basketball games and, you know, and if you go to a school like Ithaca or Ohio University, you're not going to have that same opportunity to do that. And plus it's going to be free. It's free. So anyway, what, and he's driving the income, right? So what he said was, what, "This is what where we uh, where we landed is I would go to Pitt for a year, mm-hmm. two semesters, and if I really hated it, we could revisit the situation." Okay, that's fair. More than fair. 
we could read it, but I needed to give it a year. Yeah. Because how can you turn down that financial thing? Free is excellent. Which is what I did. And by the end of one semester, I You're was like, I loved it. And sports did have a lot to do with it. Sure. Um, but there were many, many other things that had a lot to do with it. Uh, the number one thing being the church that I got involved in at that time. Um, so the the salary I was going to get at the end was not in the conversation. You mean at the, when you graduated from four years of college – Everything's sort of like, I want to do X for a career, and I think I'll be able to make this. That was not in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, you can say, well, it wasn't in the conversation because you were going to school for free. Yeah, that was part of it. But I just, that was not really a big part of the conversation at that time. For you or for your parents? For for both of you. For both of us. For both of us. Now, my husband's case, he's a year older than me, it was a big concern for his parents. Hmm. They said, you're not, he wanted to major in music, and they said, he said, "You're, you're not allowed. To major in music because you need to be able to support yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can make. So he ended up majoring in music education, mm-hmm. and he's still a music teacher, so it worked out great. Now, when you were going to school, right? Was that something at the end of the line? You can make this. <laughs> no, no, I, I could, I could have cared less about that. I, I wanted to do what I wanted to do, and everything else would take care of itself. Okay. And your parents agreed with that? Yeah, they did. I mean, I remember friends of my parents saying to my parents in my presence, don't let this kid go to school for theater. It's a dead end. He'll regret it. You'll regret it. And I remember my dad laughing and saying, let the kid be. He wants to do what he wants to do. And so they did that, which I appreciate. Lexi, when you went to college... Did your mom sit down with you and say, hey, let's try to imagine what you're going to major in and how much you could earn when you're done? Not at all. There you go. She okay. told me to – She, the main conversation was that she just wanted me to go to college. Kind of didn't matter what I was doing mm-hmm. in it. Okay. But she wanted me to be more educated. She wanted me to get a degree. Um, and so she thought as long as I was happy in the major, it would work itself out. Work okay. itself out. Okay. Now, John, do you regret going to school for theater? No way. Yeah. I loved every second of it. And I believe that the education I received there uh, it gave me so much. Point Park University. Oh, the skill set of, you know, the value of a theater degree, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't regret my major either, Yeah. Um, which I changed. I was broadcasting for two years, and then I changed it to uh, rhetoric and public speaking. Um, how do you feel about your major? You are only two years out, Lex. Oh, yeah, plenty of time. I don't, I don't regret it at all. Okay. So here we are. All right. Okay, so I saw this article in CNBC yesterday talking about a new study um, about college graduates um, who ended up with the 10 worst paying majors. Okay, Mm -hmm. so these are students that went to school and ended up getting a job that paid the least. Okay, but interestingly enough, the majority of them don't forget it, don't regret it. Hey, great. Okay. Okay, that says a lot. So. I thought that could apply to some of us. Right. Oh, so you're going to go. T- you're going to tell us the ten worst yep. paying jobs from ten forward. Yes, and this is after they've been out five years. Okay, which says a lot. Right. Okay. So um, the top ten worst paying jobs. <laughs> five years out of graduating from college. This may hurt. Special education. Really? Yes. Special ed pays badly. Yes. Along with and right above that is elementary education. <sighs> And then early childhood education. All those three things should be like top paying jobs. Yes, and yet they are not. They are not. Uh, Next in line, the performing arts. Mm. (laughs) John? 
There's uh, right. There's only a few, right, mm-hmm. who break through. Yep. And make those big, handsome livings. Right. Everybody, Everybody else. Everybody else, you fend for yourself. Uh, leisure and hospitality. Not surprised by that. So working in the hotel industry. Yeah, a cruise <laughs> line industry, what, right, yeah, right? Something like that. Because look, look at the skill set required to work in that industry to do so well. Here's what I'm wondering, though, is if you know the five years that we're talking about include COVID. Oh, you think? Well, yeah. Okay. So I'm wondering if well, just people yeah, weren't traveling. So I wonder. I feel like we can kind of toss that one out. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far I don't, I'm not sure if that one is particularly relevant. If we I wonder did the study over the next five years, would leisure and hospitality be in that mix? Psychology. What next? Uh, okay, so you get a bachelor's degree in psychology. Which does nothing. That for doesn't you. do you any good. That does nothing. No, it for doesn't. You. So you need a master's degree yeah, or, or ideally a, a, a PhD. PhD. Right, yeah, so I yeah. feel like that's unless you're going to be a psychologist, I think that's kind of a throwaway degree. Right. A buddy, my my uh, son's buddy has a degree in statistics and psychology, a dual okay. major. Well, now that's interesting. I think so too. He, he's probably compile, compiling studies like this one right. that I'm talking about. Mm. Family and consumer sciences comes in next. What does that mean? Well, that seems like home ec, right? They don't teach home ec anymore, do they? Do they teach home ec? I don't think so. Lexi, did you have home ec in high school? Uh, It was not required, but they did have home ec classes. But in middle school, it was required. Do you think that's what family and consumer science is? I don't know. That would be my guess. That's... I don't even know what that means. Family and, and consumer, consumer sciences. sciences. I'm on the case. Give me one okay, second. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Social services comes next. <sighs> Again. I know. People helping people. How difficult that must be. And the lowest paying major. Uh, five years out. Yeah. Theology and religion. Yeah, no surprise. Yeah, no surprise. Thank you, pastors. Thank you, all yes, of you pastors. Exactly. All you educators. Yep. I mean, holy smokes, our pastor got up on Sunday morning. And he gave such a great sermon. He brought it. And I thought that skill set that he possesses, his deep love of the Lord, his scholarship, his rhetoric, I mean, the passion, all those things, it's priceless. And to think what these men and women are making, that's the lowest paying profession. the lowest paying profession. Well, you don't do it like five years out. I think any of these things you don't do because you want to get rich. You do it because you love people or you love God or, you know, right? All those professions mean something. Elementary education, social sciences, right? All those things. In In contrast, according to CNBC, the highest paying majors are all in STEM fields. Mm hmm. Which I guess is. Well, we not. need those people as well. I right? know. God bless those people. We really do. Mm-hmm. Now, again, let me say the other interesting, interesting thing about it is the people who did major in those things, like the three of us, Lexi, yep. John, and myself, mm-hmm. don't regret what they studied in school. No, no. I have a friend who I knew as an actor in New York City, and she is now, she runs, she's like the head of the theater program at a school in, in um, Ottawa. And she did a thing, like a, you know, a paper on the value of your theater degree hmm. and you know, what you've learned yeah. from that. And so, of yeah. course, I knew her. So it was like hundreds and hundreds of people chimed in on that value. Huh. And you got to see you know, people going, even though I didn't do this, this is what happened. Uh, I mean, everything, if you apply yourself, everything has a good outcome yeah. in some way, right? Well, not everything has a well, good outcome, but there, your chances the, are, if you are applying yourself. The road you know, along yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, I agree. All right, Lex, do you find out what family and consumer science is yet? Yeah, so obviously you um, got the teacher portion of it where you can be a family and consumer science teacher. Um, but there's also um, different 
jobs that you could do. For example, and this is me reading from firsthand.co, um, for example, a family consumer scientist working in business might be hired by a food manufacturer oh, yeah, to sure. test and sample a variety of frozen pizzas made by <laughs> other manufacturers and determine ways the company might improve their own frozen pizzas and become more competitive in the market. Okay. So the better the pizza, the better yeah, the so pay. You, so you could work in industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Okay. Industrial kitchens. All right. right. So they're not making a lot of money, but maybe they're enjoying their frozen pizza tasting. No, You think if you worked in one of those places, that's like a measure of science and and marketing, mm-hmm. you think that would pay well if you get, reach that level. Those are the top jobs. Yeah. Between uh, special education, performing arts, and theology and religion, my husband and I <laughs> together <laughs> have, have all the worst paying jobs. And your children? Blinds.com wants to give you a brand new view. It's the perfect time for an upgrade with new window coverings from Blinds.com. And right now at Blinds.com, you can save up to 40% site-wide on premium custom window treatments. Upgrading your windows is a minor project with a major impact. And Blinds.com makes it easier and more affordable than you think. Need help choosing? Set up a free call with one of our expert designers to make the best selection. From trendy woven wood to classic shutters and more. Plus, you can rest easy with Blinds.com's professional installation services and our 100% satisfaction guarantee. With Blinds.com, there's no guesswork, no hassle, and no multiple trips to the store. There's a reason we've got over 40,000 five-star reviews. See for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Shop Blinds.com and save up to 40% site-wide. Get up to 40% off everything right now at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of Social Security, squeezing it for all it's worth? Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team can help show you ways to do that with our free Social Security report. It's a great first step to learn how your benefits can play a role in your overall retirement income plan, especially because the Social Security Administration can't give you advice. It's different for everyone, and there are a lot of factors that go into knowing exactly how to maximize your benefits, but based on the decision you make, you could end up with tens of thousands of extra dollars in retirement simply by being informed. Get this free Social Security report from Accurate Solutions Group by texting the word security to 412-515-3555. That's security to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management LLC. Firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Every day is a great day to play around at All About Golf in Butler. The new ping lineup is here. Stop by the pro shop and check out the all-new line of ping putters and get newly reduced deals on ping G425s for a limited time while supplies last. All About Golf Bays equipped with top tracer technology are open year-round. 8 to 8 daily, rain or shine. Plus lessons for every age and skill level to help you master your game. All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play. Visit allaboutgolfpa.com. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees like Portersville Christian School in Portersville, PA. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. I saw a piece about a guy 
who lives in Norwalk, Connecticut, has been essentially every day in his personal and professional life walking around this world shoeless. Not a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, by choice? By choice. He said uh, he had a bad case of bunions <laughs> some many, many years ago. Oh, God. And so he took his shoes off and mm-hmm. thought, well, why am I even walking? Or why would I even want to wear shoes? He runs in shoes. Yeah. He is a teacher in shoes. He teaches Pilates, so that may right. help to some degree. Um, no, wait. He, he, you're saying he runs in shoes or out of shoes? Without a shoes. No, he runs without shoes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Apparently he has, as you might imagine, after 20 years without shoes, very thick calluses on his feet. Now his wife... All of a sudden he's like a hobbit at this point. You, you would imagine. There's a photograph of this photo, uh, of his feet I don't in this think article. I need to see that. Um, he walks into a, a... The article starts with a... He walks into a, a grocery store. He wants to buy eggs. There he is in the dairy section. And someone approaches him from the store and says, Sir... No shirt, no uh, shoes, no service. Yes, please. And he's like, Listen, I'll, I'll be out of here in a minute. And they go, Well, someone's complained. You must leave. He says, Okay. So he goes and pays for his eggs and walks out of the store. Now, his wife has been sort of his, his you know wingman all these many years. They go out to restaurants... Uh, That's disgusting. She'll wear shoes. He says, look, uh, what's on the bottom of my feet that are not on the bottom of your shoes? It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. He said, I'm just, you know, choosing not to wear shoes for health reasons. Um, He's done this for 20 years. This guy's 59 years old. He runs. He does yard work. He goes to the theater. He goes to restaurants. He said he's it, not going to any restaurants I'm going to. I can ca- promise you that. Occasionally, people will complain about him. He said they tend to stick close to home. The restaurants that they go to, they know who he is. And, I would gag. Mm-hmm. People ask him about, well, what about you know if you step on you know something sharp? He carries a little kit with him that has a pair of tweezers that can help him re- remove things. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that there that people have raised the question about if he injures himself and yeah. that that's their first priority. Because for me, that's down the list. He says, my first priority is why do I have to look at your shoes every morning? Or, I mean, at your feet. Your feet. Every morning, he or every evening, he scrubs his feet in the shower. He said, "My feet are clean." So he said, "The problem isn't with me. The problem is with you maybe. not liking my maybe. feet." Maybe, right? maybe, maybe. Okay, your feet might be clean the night before but when you're walking in to buy eggs at my grocery store they sure aren't but your shoes are is the same thing i'm going to take them off when i go in my house and i'm not going to subject the whole world Mm. to looking at my feet he does have and if i do he says he's also maybe on the spectrum so there's right and there's a photograph of him sitting on the couch and he's got his one big toe going over his other i don't want anyone ever i i don't want to see this man's feet I don't want to see. Does, I can't. I, I mean, yeah. You know, I we've talked about this before on the air. No shoes, I no shirt. I don't like the whole thing about I'm coming into your house and I'm taking off my shoes. I do not like that. I have shoes and I'm I'm going to wear them. I'm not taking off my shoes in my house at the threat threshold. There, <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. No, I think it's gross. I, and for sure, I don't want someone's, especially a man's, nasty bare feet walking around my house or my grocery store or a restaurant or anything else because that's disgusting. What if you just wore a pair of socks? Fine. Well, what, and walked into Giant Eagle with the socks. Yeah.
How about just I don't know. like there's a society here. Join it. He has bad feet. You know, there is a surgery. It's not that major. Yeah, he for... said he wasn't going to do this. Yeah, surgery. I guess not. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, I don't know. Different strokes, right? Yeah. No, that's just, th- not different strokes. It's just like either join the community or don't. Well, God bless his wife and his children because they, that you know, they're really, the apologists in the whole mix. 20 so years ago, it's he took his shoes off. Stomach, He's not put them back on. stomach turning. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I have to think about that during the 5 o'clock news break. But what about, I mean, he's in Connecticut, walking around in the snow and the ice. What's Still, that like? Sadly, not my greatest concern. Burr. WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Investments.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Dozens of Democrats in the House joining their Republican counterparts in a vote to rein in President Biden's executive orders. 59 Democrats broke ranks on Wednesday to vote with Republicans in the House to pass a bill to assess the inflationary effects of President Biden's executive orders. The bill marks the latest effort by Republicans to pump the brakes on what they describe as the Biden administration's far-left policies, which they say are causing the highest inflation seen in decades. The House easily passed the bill in a 272 to 148 vote over objections from most Democrats, who dismissed GOP assertions that President Biden's policies have caused inflation. Four Republicans voted against the legislation. Edwin Morta, Capitol Hill. Jurors have visited the South Carolina state where prosecutors say attorney Alex Murdoch shot and killed his wife and son. The tour of the scene happened before jurors were to head back to court in Walterboro to hear those closing arguments. This is SRN News. It's no secret that this economy is taking its toll on us, but I've got some important news that could really help. If you're facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt, you need to know that you may not be required to pay it all back. There are special programs that can significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This isn't bankruptcy or a high-interest debt consolidation loan. These are programs that credit card companies don't want you to know about, ones that offer Americans struggling with overwhelming credit card debt savings and real debt relief faster than thought possible accredited debt relief has a special hotline to learn all about these programs and what savings you qualify for they've helped qualified consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and have an a-plus rating with the better business bureau so call the accredited debt relief hotline now for this free information call 800-786-2300 800-786-2300 that's 800-786-2300 2300. This spring, join Danny Goki, Jordan Feliz, and Blanca on the Jesus People Tour, heading to your city. Join Danny, Jordan, and Blanca in Moon Township, Pennsylvania at Impact Christian Church on Thursday, March 23rd. That's Moon Township, Pennsylvania on March 23rd. The Jesus People Tour, live in your city. More information at transparentproductions.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. 
an agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. America is giving away its inventions and technology to China. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. This shocking new movie, Innovation Race, exposes the potential Chinese takeover of 5G and the Internet, threatening America's economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. Watch the movie Innovation Race now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm Salem Surround is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your your competitors just you reach out to us at salemsurround.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers salemsurround.com a couple of evening showers and a thunderstorm otherwise partly cloudy skies expected for tonight we'll reach a nighttime low of 45 sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow tomorrow's high 57 Increasing clouds tomorrow night with a low of 34. Increasingly windy Friday with occasional rain will reach a high Friday of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, it was such a mild February, and this first day of March... is so gorgeous. We're picking up that thread and even making it better. 72 degrees, bright sunshine here. So here's the deal. Um, As we lean in towards spring, and I say that, a hard lean in towards spring, spending time in nature, even as little as two hours a week has been linked to several health benefits. Mm, No surprise there, right? No, no surprise. No surprise at all. It seems to support healthy aging and has been associated with, among other things, improved cognitive function, blood pressure, mental health, and sleep. Now, a study of 62 million Medicare beneficiaries suggests that nature may also help protect against the risk of developing certain neurodegenerative disorders. The results reveal that older Americans who lived in a zip code with more green space had a lower rate of hospitalization for Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, and related dementias, such as vascular dementia. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. The people had lower levels, and, who, and they lived where? In uh, increased green spaces. Oh. So if you lived near parks, oh, okay, they forests, can show this. That's, okay. Also, if you lived in blue spaces, where bodies of water, such as lakes, rivers, and oceans, the amount of land dedicated to parks and to a given zip code were also dedicated or also had fewer hospitalization admissions for Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's. So the more nature in your zip code, the healthier it appears older well, Americans that's are. that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, of course, nature can reduce stress levels, right? I mean, it's a heck of a lot better to be outside. Nature can reduce stress levels. Yep. Why, why that is, of course, I mean, you're, just, I think you're hardwired for that. Why that is remains unclear, but 
Leading theories propose that nature reduces uh, the body's stress levels while heightening our ability to focus. And, of course, proximity to forests, parks, other green outdoor common spaces also encourage physical activity. All those things good for the body. Mm-hmm. Where are you reading from? Uh, this is from uh, the Washington Post. Okay. Mm-hmm. So good. Get outside. Especially on a day like today. Oh, man. So just being Near. Near green spaces. Around, right? That makes sense. I guess it does. Mm -hmm. You think of the amount of humankind that lives in urban areas, though. Yeah. That's an overwhelming number. However, like, look at the city of Pittsburgh. We're fortunate. We've got a lot of green space here in the city. Well, we have so much water. Right? I mean, look at Shenley Park, Frick Park. Yeah, North Park, South Park, Boys Park. Yeah, a ton of that. Mm -hmm. And, of course, surrounded by water here in the city of Pittsburgh. So, you know, even though it's a densely populated urban area, there's plenty of water and green space. I mean, look at New York City. I mean, I lived in New York City. I would always say the only way you can see the seasons change in New York City is that the sidewalks would change a, change a different color of brown. And I was just kidding. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Central Park was a, is a godsend yeah. for the millions and millions of people who live in New York City. Just to stroll through, you know, Central Park or riding your bike in Central Park, you know, roller skating. People did that all the time. Those great city planners, I mean, fabulous. You know, there is a really wonderful documentary, and I, I'm I think it was on Amazon. I should I should look it up. I'll I'll try to look it up and and tell you later in the program today, on the men who designed the big urban parks sure. in America, Olmsted, and they right and they focused on they did like a whole episode on each one mm, that's so there's cool. a whole episode on central park yeah and the architecture of it the planning of it the approval of it the a whole one on uh i don't know what the park is called in philadelphia mm. oh anyway it it really increased my appreciation for how those parks were designed when in american history they were designed sure. and why they were approved right right you know and and then they fast forward at the very end and talk about you know this is what it looks like today yeah well you think about these families here in the city of pittsburgh i mean the shenleys the fricks the mellons i mean their wealth of course a lot of it on the backs of, of us Right, you know the blue-collar men and women who built the city, but they they acquired, I mean, vast tracts of land. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, especially with the Frick family and the Shanley family, they were shown this is a good way to give back, you know, and to make sure that your legacy is cemented right. in the city. And they were right, the people that told them. Of course, them that. they were fabulous. They were. Every time I'm at the Frick, the museum, I, or at outside on the grounds oh, yeah. of Clayton. Uh, I, I sit there and, you know, of, of course, you know, I've mentioned this to people, how much I love to go there. And people are like, well, that's ridiculous. You're just going to go sit on some multi-millionaire, multi-jillionaire's property. I mean, what's the big deal? It's in the heart of the city. And I think, you know what? It's finally come to what it should have been. Yeah. Which is, it's there for, the for people. It's there for all of us. So don't be so cranky about it. Just no. get out there and enjoy it. Plus, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah, really nice. Frick Park right across the street. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things to do. Excellent. All right, we're going to step away. But when we come back, what things do pastors need to go the distance? The last uh, survey I saw said that 40% of current pastors are looking to get out of the profession. Because of the pandemic and well, all the associated What would rancor. have to change? Dean Weaver's next. Stay with us. 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. 
The life of David is a fascinating story of great spiritual success and notable failure as well. This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us learn from David's ups and downs as he launches a series called House of David. Be sure to tune in each day for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring, but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Pittsburgh Christian Academy in West Mifflin. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. In 1966, Time Magazine asked, Is God dead? Now best-selling author Eric Metaxas takes that famous question and turns it around when he asks, Is atheism dead? In his bestseller titled, Is Atheism Dead? Metaxas offers a provocative answer as he shows atheism to be not only implausible and intellectually sloppy, but also demonstrably ridiculous. Get your copy of Is Atheism Dead? Available now at Amazon.com. And wherever books are sold. Hey, everybody, Greg Laurie from A New Beginning. I'm encouraging you right now to turn off the negativity and instead turn on a positive message of God's love for you. And you can do that with the OnePlace.com app. You can listen to my messages anytime, anywhere, even offline. So start renewing your mind today with the truth from God's Word. Go to your Apple or Google App Store and search for OnePlace and download it now. Pastor's life? No. I mean, what? You show up for an hour or so on Sunday morning. It's a big deal. You're good to go, right? Right. It's the easiest job in the world. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm not sure why. The, uh, the last study I saw showed that 40% of people who were currently pastors were looking to get out of the profession, not mm. out of their current job and look for a different church. Just to leave it all behind. I think the it. pandemic had a lot at, to do with go it. Go work at Target. Or maybe the election had something to do with it. Mm. Or... Social media has something to do with it. Or just us being crazy. Yeah. Right. Dean Weaver's back with us. Dean's a regular guest on our show. He is the stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, co-founder, former president of EduNations, here to talk to us about uh, how pastors can go the distance. Hey, Dean. Welcome back. Hey. Hey, guys. It's good to be with you again. 
I know that you're not surprised by that statistic uh, that I pulled out, um, Dean. So let's talk first about the the negative side, which is what are the things that are keeping pastors from going the distance? Well, slight correction. The the numbers actually right now are trending at about 42 percent, which is going in the wrong direction. And much to your surprise, the number one reason turns out to be Christian radio talk show hosts. (laughs) You're you're breaking up there, Dean. Hold on, my friend. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, Kathy. I mean, I do think the, the pandemic did not create anything new, but it certainly amplified what was there. So the if a church had divisions, they became pronounced. If, um, you know, there was stress in terms of what the pastor was going through, that was amplified. Um, you know, churches as organizations are built to sustain and to persevere and to go long term. They're not built to pivot quickly. Mm. And the and the and the pandemic required multiple pivots that the organizations themselves were not like built to, to do, and the leadership, uh, pastors certainly were never trained in seminary in adaptive leadership principles. So it really created this incredible stress. And then, you know, you add to it the cultural moment that we've been in. I mean, I've never before seen where it used to be if a pastor stood up in the pulpit and, and took a stand on something, right? You, you got hit from the one side, the opposite side of where you stood, and you knew it was coming, you knew who it was coming from, and you, you knew how to kind of deal with it. Well, this cultural moment, you're getting hit from both sides. Um, you, you get hit everywhere. I mean, the EPC, for example, is, is one of the first denominational endorsers of the He Gets Us campaign. Um, and I've gotten hit on both sides for that. I've gotten hit by people saying this is a far right fighting fundy thing and people telling me it's all woke. So you end up getting pounded on both sides. And I don't remember in 36 years of pastoral ministry when you when you stood up with something, you got hit from everywhere. And so this cultural moment, whether it's amplified in social media or just the cultural climate that we're in, those kind of things, along with um, the pandemic has just accelerated a lot of the unhealthy practices, quite frankly, and behavior that have been there for pastors for years. And so that's led to a spike in these numbers. Okay. So then whenever pastors get together and they're looking for a little uh, you know, solace and wisdom, uh, I'm sure there are some powerful things that are, you know are passed down from, from person to person. You have a few of those? Yeah, I mean, actually, John, interestingly, when I first came uh, back to be the pastor of Memorial Park about 17 years ago, um, one of the elders of that church uh, had me conduct a survey of 20 pastors of churches of the same size as Memorial Park uh, who had been at their churches for 20 years. Mm. And we did a series of questions for them to come up with uh, what are the, the factors that lead to healthy longevity in churches. And I, and I don't think they're limited to a church of Memorial Park size. I think they're true, for the most part, across the board. And there are five of them, uh, five clear reasons, that it, things, that if you were to observe those things, pay attention to those things, uh, they don't guarantee longevity, but I think if you pay attention to them, they will certainly go a long way. Mm. All right. So tell us what they are. So number one is a clear, compelling sense of call. And there's a micro call and a macro call. And the macro call is, 
you know, I'm called to the ministry. I, I can't go and teach school or sell insurance or uh, do something else. This is what I was put on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. It is the anchor in the storm that when the storm comes and it does, uh, you remain firm in your foundation, which is, you know, you're calling from Jesus to do this thing. It's what you were built for. Uh, a micro call is, is, hey, I'm called to this place at this time for this reason, and that's not done yet. I, I know that I'm here because God wants me here for this reason, and, and I'm going to stay until he calls me elsewhere. And so the, the, the calling, a clear, compelling sense of call is number one. Number two is a spouse who gets it. Mm. Um, you, you can't have competition. You can't have jealousy. You can't have you know, something where your 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 loyalties are sort of divided and, and this kind of stuff. I, I once heard a, a pastor say, I feel like I've got two wives and the church is my mistress or something. And I thought, my goodness, then you need to really go back and relook at your, your, your marriage and your work. I mean, yeah. you, you can't be divided like that. The spouse has to be all in. It's not a job, it's a life. And we recognize what that's going to mean, and we're in it together and there's no resentment and all of that. So number two is a spouse who gets it. Good. Uh, num- and number three, I'm going to skip for a second, and then I'll come back to it. Number four is all of those pastors, and I, I found this to be true uh, across the board when I've talked to pastors who are healthy, long-term pastors, they all rest well. Um, mm. They take their vacation. They take their study leave. Uh, most healthy pastors have been at churches that have established sabbatical policies, um, and and they take their Sabbath day. And I'm not just talking about resting or talking about a day off. I'm talking about a Sabbath day, a day when you actually rest from your labors. Last I looked, it's still one of the Ten Commandments. And pastors sort of poo-poo that because they, quote-unquote, work on Sundays. Hmm. So, you know, figuring out how to rest well, uh, each of the long term people that I've talked to, they all have figured out that rest is the most important thing. I mean, it is unbelievable. Uh, Martin Luther once said, I'm so busy, I don't have time not to pray. I would amend that to say, I'm so busy, I don't have time not to rest. Mm. Um, I, I, I think that is that is absolutely crucial. That's number four. Number five was a friend who sticks closer than a brother, a friend who is able to speak the hard truths in your life and tell you you're being an idiot. Uh, your, your, it's your ego, uh, you know, don't do this thing, whatever it might be, accountability partner, but they can speak hard truth into your life and you won't be defensive because you know that you know that you know that that person loves you, kind of the, the yeah. Jonathan to David's for thing. Um, so those four things, when I did that, that, that uh, survey of these pastors, I, I had all four of those, and so I was super encouraged. But the, the, the third one was the one I didn't have, and the one that was harder for me to figure out, which I finally did, which was a place to get away. Um, every one of those pastors had a place to get away. It's, a, it's kind of a phenomenal thing. I was in a room with pastors of large churches not that long ago, and the question was raised, how many of you, when you started out in ministry, were extroverts? Mm. And almost every hand in the room went up. <laughs> and then the question was, so how many of you are now introverts? And almost every <laughs> hand in the room went up. <laughs> and and the, the, the church and ministry kind of beat the extrovert out of us over the years, and what has been restorative is not that we don't like people. Uh, truth be told, I probably like dogs more than people, but um, it, we still love people. I mean, that's that's still our thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But but we find 
where our batteries are recharged, where our energy is restored, is in that kind of solitude time with the Lord. And the place to get away was that place where you could really recharge your batteries. Now, some of those pastors had you know their own places to get away. Some of them had a really generous person in their congregation who said, hey, you know, I've got this condo at Seven Springs, or I've got this cabin in the woods, or something like that. And they've been able to kind of like borrow from somebody else who's shared their generosity with them. But it's been a continual place that they could go and be safe and, you know, go for a walk and be alone with the Lord, maybe plan sermons. But that place to get away ended up being really huge. And it took me a while to figure that one out, but I finally got there. Fabulous. So, Dean, all those things, of course, valuable. And anyone who's in ministry would uh, understand the power of those. But but I wonder, you know, there you are, decades into your ministry. When you first thought about this and, and discerned your your movement forward into this life, how was that received by those around you, specifically your parents? Did, did they encourage you or were they leery knowing, you know, the road ahead may not be so uh, so smooth? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for making me feel super old. And you say decades. Decades, I say. Very heavy. With a capital Lated, S, my heavy. friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, my, my dad, John, was the elder in my church growing up where the pastor went to cry. Um, I remember as a kid hearing a noise in my kitchen, and I got up at night and went downstairs. And when I turned the quarter, my pastor was sobbing on my dad's shoulder. Wow! And so um, my parents had a pretty um, eyes wide open view of the kind of dark underbelly of the church. And so when I came home and told my parents I thought I was called to ministry, uh, my mom was exceedingly worried for me. Um, And my father, um, I didn't know this until years later, uh, and I heard this through one of my pastor, actually. Um, My father said it was the proudest day of his life. (laughs) Um, And and so, you know, I, I think my, my folks came in with eyes wide open. They knew what it would mean, the price that it would pay, the cost that it would bring. Uh, but as followers of Jesus, they were also uh, super uh, proud of the mm-hmm. fact that I had yielded to that call. And, you know, having that kind of family support is huge. Yeah. Because, you know, if your family thinks that, you know, this isn't a good financial move or, you know, this is not a good career decision, and you're going in without the backing of your family – Man, that puts you at a disadvantage from day one because that emotional support system is really significant. Right. Now, uh, having known pastors uh, over the years, what's interesting to me, uh, uh, and this is only from a distance, is that when you see pastors and their wives, some wives, you know, will stand shoulder to shoulder with their husband in ministry. Other pastors' wives will go, you know what? That's not me. That's not my ministry. The church didn't hire me. Right. And so I get both those perspectives. Can you talk about that? I mean, it's a very difficult thing, right? I mean, when you and Beth got married, she signed up for a life that, you know, maybe not necessarily she dreamed of. Well, I mean, she came in with eyes wide open. Uh, you know, she knew exactly what she was getting into. And, and it was as much a calling for her as it was for me. Okay. So, so I, I think that's really helpful. Whether 
that person lands. So Beth, for example, landed in saying, you know, my thing is children's ministry. I'm going to always be involved in children's ministry. She just loves it. She's wired for it. But she's not going to be the person that plays the piano or the person that, you know, fits maybe the previous pastor's wives. You know, she was free to be herself. That was one of the great gifts Memorial Park gave us was she was free to be herself and who she needed to be. There's no job description for her, expectation for her. Um, she was able to be fully supportive of our life together in ministry, but do the things she was equipped and called to do and not fulfill somebody else's kind of unwritten expectations. So I think there's no one size fits all. I think um, you got to kind of know going in, this is how we're going to operate as a ministry couple. Um, and, and, and the church is going to have to accept and embrace that. And, you know, if you can, if you can be open about that before you come to a church, it will help with, you know, not running into unmet expectations. You know, let's say the church had a previous uh, pastor's spouse who was super involved, and the next person coming in, their spouse has a full-time job. You know, they have an, they're, they're a nurse or, or, you know, a school teacher, and they can't be as involved in the church as the other person was. Well, the church better come in with their eyes wide open knowing, you know, that person, it's unfair to hold them to the expectations of whoever went before them or something they felt that, that they needed. Um, that is something that the, the committees and hiring and interviewing people need to deal with ahead of time. So it's not a, a, a surprise mm-hmm. uh, for the pastor and their family. Now, let me add one twist here, uh, guys, is that, you know, one of the other interesting dynamics is, you know, in a pastor, in a church where the pastor is a woman. Um, the spouse, the husband in this case, um, that's a whole new area. How, how does the husband um, respond to being, you know, the first husband, if you will, and what are the expectations of him? Um, and that's that's another space to navigate. Um, and, and, you know, I think if you come in eyes wide open, the marriage is healthy and, they, and they're on the same page, I think you'll be fine. Uh, but, you know, addressing expectations ahead of time and being on the same page goes a long way. That's good. That's the Reverend Dr. Dean Weaver, stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church of America, also co-founder and former president of EduNations. Dean, always good, good to connect again. Really appreciate what you had to bring to the subject. Well, it is always a delight to be with you guys, and I hope one day soon we get to do it in person. I would yes. love it. Yes, Dean. Thank we you. might show up at your house. That would be great. Excellent. Uh, Listen to how he said that. That would be great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was eye-opening. No, treat your pastor kind, would you please? Yeah. Be kind. The notion of vocational calling assumes that there is a caller. And, of course, at Grove City College, they know that the caller is the living God. At Grove City, they're committed to helping us pursue God's vision for your life and believe that you will be charged as you find the sense and purpose in the working world. That is at the core of what Grove City does. The caller is there. The faculty, the staff, the students are all involved in that calling. Mm-hmm. So when a student sees that website and reads that, I'm hoping that there's a change, that there's a difference, thinking that there's some that there's some force outside my house, my family, my school, who cares about my future, who's invested in my future. And so even if someone um, doesn't believe in God, is that a comfort to know that with all the options there are in the world, 
with all the places that I could go to school, with all the things that I could study, with all, is there somebody who can direct me? And the faculty at Grove City College believe that God is that director. And um, I've seen through my family faculty members who have helped my kids understand that. Um, that they're listening to God, the faculty is, my kids are listening to God, and they're working together to pursue um, a big and bold future. The calling is yours. Grove City College, gcc.edu. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800 800- Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. couple of evening showers and a thunderstorm, otherwise partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 45. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow, tomorrow's high 57. Increasing clouds tomorrow night with a low of 34. Increasingly windy Friday with occasional rain will reach a high Friday of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Uh, does what make sense? A welcome mat. Oh, yeah. I like a welcome mat. Okay. Mm, I like shopping for a welcome mat. Mm-hmm. When I say welcome mat, I don't yeah. mean a, a, a mat by the door. I mean one that says welcome on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's sort of like a throwback. There's a little cheese associated with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you come up to someone's front door and there's a welcome mat, how can you not feel welcome? Right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, hey, go away. It says welcome. So the intentionality of someone going out and buying a welcome mat, yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. I like it. Yes. It makes perfect sense hmm. to me. Wait, you seem a little skeptical. Like it doesn't make sense? You think it's a cheese ball or something? You don't have one in your house? I, if I am standing at your door. Yeah, it says welcome. Right, at, and I'm going to... Come wipe, in. My, wipe my feet. Mm-hmm. I'm already welcomed. It it seems superfluous to me. <laughs> it's too much of a good thing. I just want to make sure that you're welcome. Welcome. And then I start to doubt your sincerity. Nope. Now you should not. Seeing the welcome actually makes me ask the question, 
Am I really? No, no. What? Whereas really? I think naturally I would assume I am. Huh. You're overthinking. Yeah, no. And I think that's why the welcome mat doesn't make any sense. Really? It causes me to take another extra step mentally that I feel is detrimental. Hmm. Maybe you should get a welcome mat that says welcome and then in parentheses, maybe below it, right? But someone's already thinking that. Mm. You don't even have to put the maybe because by... Really? I, I, I never even considered it. working that. against us. So you're thinking that the welcome mat may be disingenuous. Yes. What? Yes. That's a it's, cynical perspective. It's, it's a it's mere... very cynical. It's a mere formality. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. All right. Does this make sense? Mm. The opera. Wow. I mean, the opera has been around for hundreds ever. and hundreds right. of years, yes. right? Now, I would imagine, although I don't have numbers to support this, that the opera, like... The symphony, perhaps, maybe to a lesser degree. Art forms that our parents may have endorsed and supported mm-hmm. maybe in this era are in trouble. Fallen on hard waning. times. But the the opera? Mm-hmm. Have you been to the opera lately? Sure. You, lately? Not, not lately, no. Mm. I mean, I've been to the opera. Well, I mean, now they have opera with closed captioning. Yeah, well, And it's a good thing. Yeah. So... In all the things that you could spend your money on culturally, yeah, does it make sense to you? I want to say yes, but because I want to, I want, but instead I have to be honest about who mm, I am and mm. say no. And I'm sorry because okay. it just means that I'm an uncultured schlub. So if the opera put out a welcome mat, <laughs> nope. One hundred one point five W O R D. Your home for real life radio with Jack Hibbs. Jesus experienced all these things, yet without sin, for he was God in the flesh, and experiences all these things that you and I struggle with. He was tired, but Jesus prayed for strength. He was strengthened. Jesus prayed for peace. Peace was given to him and direction. He prays, and his Father leads him. If the Son of God prays and needs to pray, then how much more do you and I need to pray? Real Life Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs, weekday mornings at 1130 on 101.5 Word FM. Our little brother says the word, dodo word, 40 times a day. Should we be saying that word on Word FM? (laughs) You started it. Okay. So, here we are with Uncle Ryan with three reasons why you'd be a tweet tweet if you bought a home this year and didn't use us at United Faith Mortgage. The biggest reason is our direct lender advantage. We use our own money. And there's no middleman. Which means... We can often get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We also pay $1,000 of your closing costs on all new home purchases. And just as important to me as saving listeners money is the super service part. Our small team is specifically committed to Word FM. You will not get to a closing and find anything hidden. It's a partnership all the way around. So don't be a... And we're done. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Every day is a great day to play around. And all about golf and butler. The new Ping lineup is here. Stop by the pro shop and check out the all-new line of Ping putters. And get newly reduced deals on Ping G425s for limited time while supplies last. All about golf bays equipped with top tracer technology are open year-round. 8 to 8 daily rain or shine. Plus lessons for every age and skill level to help you master your game. All about golf and butler. Practice, learn, play. Visit allaboutgolfpa.com. This spring, join Danny Gokey, Jordan Feliz, and Blanca on the Jesus People Tour, heading to your city. 
Join Danny, Jordan, and Blanca in Moon Township, Pennsylvania at Impact Christian Church on Thursday, March 23rd. That's Moon Township, Pennsylvania on March 23rd. The Jesus People Tour, live in your city. More information at TransparentProductions.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. In the backyard, our lilac bush is blooming. Crocuses are up everywhere. Uh, you see it, right? I mean, it's what, 70, 68 right now. Super warm spring. Uh, there's been conversations multiple times in our household. Oh, no. We're like, we're all like worried. Oh, no. What happens when a cold snap comes? Doug Oster is back with us. Doug is the editor of Gardening with Doug at DougOster.com. Uh, the Home and Gardening Show is coming up very soon. Doug's going to be there, but we've got him here live. Hey, Doug, welcome back. Thanks for having me. And, yeah, daffodils, too. i got some daffodils blooming, and I looked out today and saw the forsythia starting to bloom. And both of those things, this is the earliest I've ever seen them bloom. Wow. wow. Okay. Forsythia. So, so what does that mean? Because, of course, tomorrow it's going to be at least 20, probably 30 degrees colder than it was today. And then it's going to go up by 10 degrees on Friday. Um, what, what's that? What's going to happen to the forsythia and the daffodils? Well, there's good news and bad news, mm. and they're both the same. There's nothing we can do. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> yep. a good way to look at it. Uh, yeah, you know, these plants have been through this. And, uh, you know, the only thing we really worry about is maybe some daffodils that have their buds up and ready to go. But, you know, at this point, they should be okay. Sometimes buds will freeze out, and you won't get those daffodil flowers from that specific uh, variety for the year. But, They'll be fine for next year, but there'll be lots of other daffodils early season, mid-season, late season. And, uh, there's, again, you know, you would do more damage by trying to cover them up or, you know, people do all sorts of crazy stuff. Let nature take its course in this instance and let the just let it let it be. It'll be fine. Okay. So, Doug, in our dining room right now, we've got a big bowl of paper whites. Uh, these are uh, sprouting bulbs. Now, what about these sprouting bulbs outside? There are early sprouting bulbs, yeah? yeah oh, yeah. Same thing. I have, uh, you know, we talked about crocuses, uh, some daffodils, but I have one called snowdrops that, you know, the thing with these spring bulbs, let's take snowdrops, for instance, and, and if you've ever seen them, they're just like very short, beautiful white flowers. Now, they can bloom anywhere from January 15th to March 15th, depending on what kind of end of the winter we have. Hmm. And so in the case of the snowdrops, hey, they're in full bloom right now. It could go down to 10 degrees, and, you know, they're finishing up anyway. They're going to be done for the year. That's just kind of what we call the ephemeral nature of gardening. Now, I want to ask you about your paper whites. Have you had them before and seen them bloom? I have, yeah. And what do you think of the fragrance? Because it's one of those uh, either love it or hate it fragrances. I love it. I love it a lot. I love it too, but my wife does not. Really? And I've got about eight eight of them in there getting ready to bloom, so I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble. It's kind of like a licorice smell, I would say. For me, it smells like the daffodils of spring. Oh, yeah. But, for, you know, this is 
an interesting thing because everybody has a little different take on what it smells like to them. Uh, I, how do I do this sensitively with the paper whites? It, it smells like if a cat was in there and had an accident, that sort of thing. To really? some people, that's really? what it, yeah, that's what it's, that's what, it, when my wife comes in, she's like, oh no, what happened? I said, it's just the paper whites, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like them because there they are. I mean, that's kind of like a harbinger of things to come. You know what I mean? They're, and it's so easy to do. You just put them in a little bit of dirt or not even dirt. You just put some water on them and boom. It's just a wonder to watch them grow so quickly. Now we're going to uh, give you a little trick. You can actually make those bloom again next year. What? Uh, but yep, yeah, by just letting them go through their flowering cycle, and instead of throwing them into your compost pile that you don't have, mm. um, but maybe you could give them to Kathy for her uh, compost pile. But uh, you can just let them do their thing. You, when they're done flowering, you keep that foliage going. Uh, like a house plant, yeah. you know, they're going to have to be in like a a, a planting medium of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at some point, we just let them completely dry out and go dormant. And then six, eight weeks later, you put some water on them and up they'll come and they'll bloom again. What? And, uh, yeah, I just found that out myself about three seasons ago when I left a bunch of them out in the greenhouse. I, don't, I was always told... Paper whites. When you're done, you just you throw them in the compost pile. Huh. I left them in. I left them in the greenhouse. I mean, it got hot and dry. That's what all bulbs like when they're in their dormancy. I forgot all about them. Well, then they were in a spot in the greenhouse. It's an old glass greenhouse where water was leaking through. And all of a sudden, I looked over. Here were the paper whites coming back up and getting ready to flower again. And I was so excited. Oh, that's so. Cool. Yeah, I, I try and do that every year. Now, if you don't want to do that work, I understand. I paper do. Paper whites are. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, so then. Well, Doug, if if there's another repeat cycle, would it do it again and again and again, or is there an expiration? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the only thing the, the bulb needs is enough energy to send up that bloom. That's cool. If it doesn't have the energy for the bloom, it'll just send up greens. We do the same exact procedure with amaryllis, which is the big bulb a lot of people get yep. during the holidays. And I've got amaryllis out there that I've had for 10, 15 years, and some of them are, just, are starting to bloom now again. And so it's the same process of, uh, you know, Letting the bulb do its thing, letting the foliage feed the the bulb, maybe give them a little bit of fertilizer, and then they go dormant. And when they're ready, up they come with when you give them a little water, and hopefully you'll get your blooms again. Fabulous. That's great. Thanks for that. Doug Oster is with us, editor of Gardening with Doug at DougOsterOSTER.com. Speaking of my compost pile, Doug, I was mm. out there this morning doing the turnover, and I cannot but I, first of all, I can't believe I've never done this before. And second of all, I cannot believe how gorgeous the soil is at the oh, bottom. I'm man. losing my mind. It's so, Doug, it, for people who've never composted, um, talk about, well, I guess tell them all the things you told me. Well, first off, it's the greatest way to recycle because we get, you're getting the direct benefit of it. Uh, again, 50% of what was going out to the curb now is staying on site. And, you know, we uh, recycle our bottles and our cans or whatever else, plastic. We're doing it because we're, you know, hey, it's a good thing to do. We want to recycle, blah, blah, blah. But in this case of recycling, you get that black, rich soil amendment at the end of it. And, you know, for me, I've been doing this forever. You know, the hardest thing about starting is convincing everyone in the household that now instead of throwing everything away, some things will be thrown away, and other things will go in this separate area that we send out to the compost bin. And once you get that kind of into the routine of the family, it, it, it's, it's seamless. It's just it's easy. 
And then things like this happen, Kathy, for you and I. We go out and we look under that pond. We see black, rich, sweet-smelling stuff that when you put a plant in that, <laughs> yeah. it is it is going to go nuts. And, cool. and that's what we want. That's what we want when we're gardening. We want the plants to have everything they need. Compost provides that. It's an amazing thing because not only does it drain well, but it also holds moisture. It um, is a natural fungicide, uh, and it just it has all the nutrients that plants need. It's, it's uh, what we call pH neutral, which is what we want, just a neutral pH. It's just amazing stuff, and more and more people are, are jumping onto the composting bandwagon. Because, again, and it doesn't smell. Uh, and and if you, if the one, three things you don't put in there, creamy dairy, oils, and meat, and that's only because sometimes that will attract rodents. You don't want to attract rodents. Mm-hmm. If you live out in the country, I, I have friends that don't compost everything. Because anything, the thing to think about when you're thinking what's going to go in that compost pile, everything that once was living will eventually become compost. And mm-hmm. so yeah. it's just how fast you want to get it. Kathy's out there turning it. I mean, that's a that's a real hardcore composter there. Listen, I'm trying. Okay, so Wait talk- So maybe you should think of your compost pile as Ash Wednesday. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it is, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, what about uh, your, you know, so I'm putting all my, my food scraps out there. How often do people, do I and people who compost have to be concerned about putting hay on there or straw or something, you know, the the brown stuff? So what comes out of the kitchen and sometimes out of the garden is the green. So it's two ingredients, basic ingredients, green and brown. And every time that I put green in, I just put a little bit of brown in. It could be, uh, you know, uh, shredded leaves. It could be straw. I've got straw out there now. And every time I'm putting them, kind of making a, uh, it kind of makes a layered effect. And and it makes better compost when you mix them about 50-50. You know, there, there's lots of science to this, lots of ratios. But I just don't want people to get overwhelmed by it. As I said, when we when we go back to that basic thing that anything that once was living will become compost, you know, it's just how fast you want to get it. When you do the layers like that, it, you it it breaks down quicker, uh, and it just it makes a higher quality compost. That's all. I see. Doug Oster's with us, gardening with Doug uh, online, dougoster.com. Hey, Doug, um, the Home and Garden Show is back in its full strength and vigor. People can go see you. You're going to be there for the entirety, yeah? Every day I'm speaking, and if you agree to come see me speak. I can get you in for free. What? You, wow. You, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you've got to come see me speak. That's the rules. And I've got seeds to give away. I mean, I've got this collection of heirloom rainbow mixture tomato seeds, reds, oh, oh. purples, whites, you know, that everybody's going to get that comes to see me speak. Plus, uh, we have uh, 40 different vendors there. Uh, it's for Farm to Table by Local. That's who I'm up there with it's farm to table by local expo and 40 different vendors with all like local uh farms and foods and cheese and uh, everything and and organic composting displays and rain barrel displays and and i'm I'm having a giant garden of a hundred different uh containers filled with uh plants and raised beds it's gonna be awesome that's cool and so it starts this friday right yeah, it starts Friday, but my job tomorrow morning is go down there and fill up all those hundred containers with uh, mix, and then replant them and water them and the raised beds and get everything ready for when the show opens on Friday morning. Fabulous. Okay, so you say people get in for free. How does it work? You just go to dougoster.com. It's all explained there. 
You send me a message. You tell me what day and what time you want to come. I put you on a special list at Will Call. Uh, but again, you know, this isn't just getting to the show for free. It's getting to the show for free to see Doug. Then you can go and do whatever you want at the show. Uh, it's, it's, I can't, I can't wait. I mean, this is my Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Uh, and I love speaking there. I'll speak once or twice a day. And like I said, we give stuff away afterwards. I bring up special guests all the time. It's just so much fun to see everybody year after year there. Uh, it's, it's really something special. And I have a lot of friends there for, Gosh, over 20 years now, maybe close to 25. Wow. Wow. All right, Doug, uh, time is running out. Before you leave us, talk about and talk to, in particular, the people who are dying to get out in their yard. Um, When is it okay to start digging for them, and are there things that they can plant even now? The the thing that we got to wait for in spring is for the soil to be ready. If you dig in there and the soil sticks to your shovel, it's too wet, don't do it. If you want to get something planted, and we could start planting right now a little early, but, hey, you want to put onion sets in, you want to put some radish seed down or something, get a bag of compost. Throw it on top. Then you're not digging. Throw your seeds or sets or whatever you want to put in there and cross your fingers and keep planting. One real quick thing, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, you must start your peas because that was what my grandmother always said. And I don't care what happens. I'm planting my peas on St. Patrick's Day. I love oh, that's it. Good. Thanks, that great. Doug, that's good. Thanks, Graham. That's Doug Oster. Find out more information about Doug. First of all, you should go see him at the Home and Garden Show. Yeah, get in for free. Because you can get in for free as long as you go hear him talk. Find out more information at DougOsterOSTER.com. Thank you, Doug. Very Doug. Thank you. I hope to see you guys at the show. Yeah, we're going to be down be there. there. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and 
silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingaroner, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. We were talking about pizza dough earlier in the show. Check this out. Tony Gimignotti started spinning pizza dough when he was 17 and crowds at his brother's pizzeria in Castro Valley, California would watch in awe as Tony threw the dough 15 feet or more in the air before seamlessly sliding it through his legs, across his shoulders, around his back, around his back like a basketball, and he never dropped it. He said, I loved it, and the customers loved it. So, more than three decades later, Tony Gibignati, who is now 49, has become an acclaimed pizza acrobat with 13 world championships under his belt, seven of which were for acrobatics and six are for cooking. Holy cow. He's won several Guinness World Record titles, too, including largest pizza base spun in two minutes. The pie was 33.2 inches wide. He said tricks that you would see a Harlem Globetrotter do with a basketball, I do with a pizza. Pizza acrobatics, sometimes it's called pizza freestyle or pizza tossing, has been around since the 1980s. And the sport is actually considered a sport, involves tossing mounds of stretched pizza in the air, performing jaw-dropping tricks with it. The dough seemingly defies gravity, launching straight in the air and in perfect circles. It may be an unusual hobby, but tossing pizza is no joke. So, I mean, like many other competitive sports, it requires focus, coordination, physical strength, and perhaps most important, practice and lots of practice. I'm reading a piece from today's Washington Post. It said, uh, Tony says, it's hard. You need agility. Uh, he initially practiced spinning pizza with wet beach towels that he cut and sewed together to form 16-inch circles. Really? Mm-hmm. There's stanima involved. He said, you'd be surprised. He said, the dough is flexible. It can rip. It changes shape. He also says that, do- that the dough for acrobatics differs from regular pizza dough. He said uh-huh. it's made with triple the salt and special flour for dur- uh-huh. durability. He said, it's always a little bit different every time you do it. The dough is always changing. He said... The challenge, though, is part of what draws him to the sport. Over the years, he's attended and won many pizza acrobatic competitions, including... 
the World Pizza Games in Las Vegas, which is part of the International Pizza Expo and Conference, and the Pizza World Championship in Parma, Italy, the largest pizza show in the world. Who knew? Pizza acrobatics. So that makes me feel significantly worse about what I was doing last Friday. I was excited because I was throwing it back and forth one hand to the other. That was that <laughs> seriously. I was thinking, well, this is pretty good. I'm able to do this. You got to start somewhere. I guess. Right. Is he the guy I saw on Twitter? Maybe have, like he's uh, there are a bunch of people in a, an Italian restaurant yep. and he's doing the mm. thing all around them. Yeah. Like he's flipping, throw- twirling, yeah, twisting. Completely impressive. Imagine going to Las Vegas and going to the pizza acrobatic show. How cool would that be? That'd be kind of fun. I right? think it'd be a lot of fun, right? You grab have, a slice. Have you ever been to Vegas? No, never. You, Lexi, have you been to Vegas? Not at all. Yeah, me neither. Someday. Maybe I mean, instead of the fish fry on Friday, we should go to Vegas. Oh, that'd be great. Okay, fine. I mean, some I'm top of my people list for dinner. I can't. I'd rather go to you know. Out to I, the I, look, I say that like there's a chance. Like, oh no, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm having people for dinner. Like you guys were thinking, oh yeah, no, we were, we're going we're, to Vegas. We're seriously doing it. Oh my gosh. Hey, thanks for being with us. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.